man's alive again. What's up? What's going on? You know, COVID's getting us down right now. Everybody around the world, U.S., Canada, everyone included. But we're here to lift your spirits because we got, oh, maybe not because there's a lot of COVID talk in this podcast. But you know what? Positive attitudes only because this is the weekly recap and a lot of stuff happened in good ways other than COVID-related shenanigans. A lot of stuff. A lot, like especially in hockey, I'm surprised like the amount of hockey news that we have since that ended. So, well, yes. So now that you just spoiled the, uh, yeah, nice. Tampa Bay Lightning are your 2020 Stanley Cup champions, winning in six games over the Dallas Stars. Long time coming, I think, for this franchise to win because they've been there for so long. Yeah. Right, right at the the forefront of Eastern Conference Finals almost every year to stay losing the Stanley Cup Final in 2014, I believe. So it's nice to see finally them actually winning because it was long, long overdue. And Stamkos getting it too. So a lot of people didn't like Stamkos. Like some people did not want Stamkos to raise the cup first. He's, everyone should have, some people thought it should have been somebody else, but he is the captain. He only played, what, two minutes and 47 seconds of the playoffs? He scored a goal too, though. So, uh, No surprise with this one, obviously. Victor Hedman won the con Smythe. I think he had 10 or 11 goals, which is third most all time. For a defenseman in the playoffs, so Crazy. there was really no second. There was no other. Oh, maybe Braden Point, but I think it yeah. was a clear-cut favorite for Victor Hedman to win the cup. Um, I just want to point out, like, hats off to everybody in the NHL, the PA, the everybody in the bubbles for pulling this off and pulling it off safely. Because I'm sure me and you had had our doubts. Yeah. That there would be at least one COVID case, but there was zero. Yeah, that's amazing. The bubble worked. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sure a lot. The NBA followed suit right now. There's still no positive cases there. And you're going to see it in baseball in next week. You're going to be seeing it in baseball. Everyone's going to be going into a bubble for the division and championship series. Yeah. One name that's been really hot on the trade market was Buster Jack Eichel, formerly the Buffalo Sabres. Multiple teams inquiring on his trading for trading him. One being the New York Rangers being, I think, the forefront of it. Eichel's uh, is pretty – adamant that he wants to be in a winning culture and Buffalo right now is just not having it right at this moment in time. He's still under contract for, I believe nine more years or no, seven more years at a AAV of $10 million. So they're going to move and They better get something nice in return because Jack Eichel is a franchise player. Yeah. Out of question. No, no doubt about that. Uh, next season from the NHL, they're considering regional bubbles about four to six. I've been under, what I understand is how they would operate is they would have two weeks of straight games mm-hmm. and then a week off to be with your family. Yeah. And that would continue until 82 games have been played. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great idea. Like if you do the four bubbles, just do every division. Exactly. Yeah. But even if you're going to have a week off for your families, you can switch the teams around the bubbles. Yeah. So you get every game in. So if yeah. it, I think that's a, that's a foolproof plan. I hope they can keep carrying that out because I think that is probably the most safest alternative to having a non-bubble season. It's like, well, I don't think you can't have, I don't think you can have non-bubble season. You just see how other leagues have worked out. So having this in there, and yeah, I was reading it, into it too. They're obviously going to want to see their families and not be away from their family. Six that months, long. right? Exactly. So I think that's the best way to do it. I think it would be next week would be, would have been the official start of the 2020, 2021 season. Wow. That's wah, crazy. Wah, wah. Yeah. Wow. NHL has revealed their full draft order ahead of Tuesday's NHL draft. The, your Ottawa Senators have the third, fifth, and 28th overall picks. You have here that they're listening to offers for the fifth pick. I've been hearing they're listening to offers for the 28th pick. Yeah. 
So a I, lot can happen on draft day. I'm sure we'll have the draft reaction video to that when it comes out. Yes. Anaheim's got the sixth and 27th pick. A lot of people expecting to see Jake Sanderson going to the Ducks for the sixth overall pick. Hope he goes to Toronto, I'm just saying, because, you know, Anaheim doesn't need no damn fat defenseman because they're already stacked. Devils, as well as Ottawa, have three first-round picks, 7th, 18th, and 20th. And the New York wow. Rangers are obviously going to be picking Lafreniere, number one overall, but they have the 22nd overall pick as well. Sticking with New York, they've bought out the last year of their franchise goaltender, Henrik Lundqvist, contract. This ends a 15-year run yeah. with the New York Rangers. King Henrik is going to, I would think, a surefire Hall of Famer, let out, definitely getting his jersey retired in New York one day. Do you think he's going to end up anywhere or is he going to retire? I don't want him to retire, but I don't see him going anywhere else at this point. Like all these guys, all these teams are just now like finding their number one guy or just like have a good tandem between two goalies. I don't think anyone's in the market for an old veteran goalie. You see all these old veteran goalies getting bought out like Craig Anderson recently. So I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be anywhere else. I hope he does because he deserves well, it. The insiders have been calling me, Malcolm. And what my understanding is if Washington does not re-sign Braden Holpe is that Henrik Lundqvist is going to be ending up in a Washington Capitals jersey for next season. Are you kidding me? That is what I've been understanding to be here, heard because they do have a young goalie in their system, Ilya Samsonov. Samsonov, yeah. Which he needs. I think he needs a bit more grooming because uh, he played a couple of games last season for Washington and I think it looks shaky at best. So I think mm. to have a veteran proven winner in Henrik Lundqvist, who is, I believe, sixth all-time in wins, would be just perfect for the confidence of a young goaltender coming up yep. in the NHL. Panthers have made a trade, trading Brown to the Ottawa Senators for a fourth-round pick. Senators are just stacking up draft picks, man. There is no – yeah. I would think this is the biggest draft in the history of their franchise, no? I, I think so, yeah, for years to come. This can be the biggest one. If they blow it here, then they blow it for – couple years maybe 10 yes, uh -huh. 15 years penguins have re-signed their goaltender tristan jerry to a three-year contract worth an average annual value of three and a half million dollars per year and as well we stick with the goaltending vegas has re-signed robin leonard to a five-year 25 million dollar contract so if you do the brock math that's about five million dollars annually so what does this mean for the other two goalies mm -hmm. in those two teams with mark andre fleury and matt murray that's crazy I didn't. I knew that Vegas was going to keep Leonard. I didn't think he was going to get that much. It's a lot, but it's it's still a really good amount. But for Flurry, I'm surprised. Like when we saw Flurry, well, we saw Leonard take over in the playoffs, and then even start Flurry. It was kind of a shock to a lot of people. So maybe do we see Flurry on his exit way out, and Leonard's just going to be the new face in the back of the net there? I think that's what's going to happen in Vegas. And for Matt Murray, I think he's still. I don't know. I don't think Tristan Jerry's proven himself enough to like take over Matt Murray. I think Matt Murray's safe for now, but if he starts underperforming and not performing what they want him to perform, then Tristan Jerry's going to get that starting job. Yeah, I think Robin Leonard played his way to getting that contract in the playoffs this year because he was lights out. Like there mm -hmm. was no way, I, there was no other comparison to say, "Hey, why don't you aren't you putting Mark Andre Fleury in?" Because Robin Leonard was playing on his head for Vegas. Yeah. Flurry 35 has two years left with a cap hit of $7 million. A lot of people around Southern Ontario have been saying they want Flurry to be in a Leafs jersey for next season. They're idiots. And Matt Murray is 26 and is a restricted free agent. So this smells like an offer sheet to me. Yeah, I think so. Because too. the way he, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, he's only been in the league for three years, four years. Yeah. So he's going to be upwards of six, seven, eight million million. And I don't think Pittsburgh's got the cap room to have two goalies having $3.5 and $8 million. 
Yeah. So it's, it smells like an offer sheet for some teams. Uh, the Sharks are in talks to acquire veteran goalie from the Minnesota Wild, Devin Dubnik. Wow. This comes as a shock to me because I think Martin Jones is a pretty good goaltender. But yeah, it is. they were shit last year. Like, not to sugarcoat anything. They were dog shit. Well, all the you. California teams, man. Yeah, honestly. All as, like, we've grown up like saying Calif- – like, they've never been really terrible. Like, Anaheim was, like, powerhouse with like, They've been powerhouse for years. Same with the, the Kings. Same with the Sharks. Like, they've been good yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So, with, yeah, it's come, it's come out a lot. Like, this season, like, they were all – I think they were all lottery picks. Yeah, they were. And San Jose didn't get their lottery pick. Went right to the Sens. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. So, yeah. Hello, Eric Carlson. How are you? Yeah. Worst trade for them. And lastly, in the NHL, what are your th- have you seen the Vegas alternate jersey? Yeah. Holy, it looks like a fucking bumblebee. I'm saying I didn't. I thought I was gonna like them because like it was the all gold, and I looked at them. Well, I would of... think maybe they would switch, like put the star in the middle, not the same logo. And I think yeah. what took me off guard is that somebody, certain somebody, was wearing the C. Who was wearing the C? Uh, former Canadian Max Pacioretty was wearing a C. And there's been no formal announcement to say that Vegas has named a captain yet, but he was there wearing a captain alternate jersey. But I think the first captain should be Mark Stone. Yeah. Putting it out there. I didn't even I didn't even like those jerseys though. Like they're too flashy. No, they're terrible. They're too flashy. But it's Vegas, so you know what? I get they get the pass. Yeah, they do it. They do it whatever they want in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays there. Doesn't go anywhere else. No more flashy jerseys. Except anywhere. COVID. <laughs> Except COVID, yeah. But that ends the NHL. No, it's almost as yellow as this. Actually it is. Not even kidding. It was I didn't like them. Um, but we're going to go to the NBA and the NBA right now, the Lakers. I put this note in before the game two even happened. Oh, Mr. Prediction. Mr. Prediction. But Lakers dominated in the first two games versus the Heat in the finals, which they did with AD and LeBron. I want your opinion on this. That both of them playing great, but people are saying, oh, AD's putting Bron in his back, carrying the team, carrying the team. I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at the stats from last night. I'm like, LeBron had 33 points, almost one board and one assist away from a triple-double. And then AD had 32 points with 14 boards and, like, five assists. You can't say anyone's putting anyone on their back. But I'm just saying you take LeBron off that team, there's no way they're in the finals. And yeah, I they're, like perfect, the they're perfect compliments. Exactly. I don't like the narrative that AD's better, like, carrying LeBron. I think they're both very good together. Well, you see how Anthony Davis gets a bunch his of points, right? Recently, honestly. It's just rebounds. Like, most of it, like, it's just off misses, and they get putbacks. It's all in the paint. It's great passes yeah. from, like, they have so many good facilitators on that Laker team. Like, obviously, LeBron, uh, Rajon Rondo, KCP, yeah. Danny Green. Like, they're all sharp yeah. shooters from, from the arc, or they're just – gifted passers so anthony davis is probably the best team i know this is what i've been here like is anthony davis the best teammate lebron has ever had i want to say yes but i also <laughs> want to say no because of uh d wade but like even d wade agreed to that someone said it and d wade's like yeah i agree he like ad's the player that's complimented lebron the best throughout his career so far yeah, Anthony Davis is second uh, only behind Shaq for most points in your first two games in the as a Laker in the NBA Finals. So he's putting himself Jeez. in some pr- – no, here's your – who would be the Finals MVP? Would it be LeBron or Anthony Davis? I think it has to be LeBron. It has to be LeBron. 
I, I, that's just my opinion. Obviously, there's people with other different opinions, but I feel like LeBron's just a different breed of human being. Without shout others. out Michael O2, I'm sure he's loving this series right now. Yeah, loving it. I'm, it's no doubt about it, Michael. I mean, not Michael. LeBron James is the best <laughs> of all time, and he should win MVP after they sweep the Heat. Yeah, sweep. Yeah, sweep in the finals. Wow, yeah, the, the Heat have just been ravaged by injuries right now. Goran Dragic is out with that plantar, plantar fascia. I could speak my Latin. But Ben Adbao is apparently going to be coming back for game three. Yeah, he had that next so, drain after the MRI. And, the, yeah, he said, what was it today they said that he's going to come back? So, Yeah, Jimmy Butler can only carry that team so much, right? You know, he, had a, he almost had a triple. He was just two rebounds and assists shy of a triple-double. Yeah. At 25. Uh, Kelly Olenek, shout out, had 24 points. I mean, that's not too bad for him. Duncan Robinson well, he, not playing, not shooting his best like Duncan Robinson does. Oh, well, yeah. When you have like great perimeter defense that the Lakers have, I mean, I'm sure it's tough anyway. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I would, Lakers in five. I think the Heat win one game. Uh, uh, Lakers, when was it like, I can't even remember the last time there was a sweep in the finals. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember for like any sport when there was a sweep in the finals. But, yeah, the I, Lakers, I, there's no question the Lakers are winning. Bloodbath Central. Yeah. But some big news coming from the other L.A. team. Doc Rivers, coach of the Clippers, leaves the Clippers. Or so we thought. What do you mean, so we thought? Coach of the Clippers? Yeah, oh, so yeah. And then he joined the Philadelphia 76ers. So there's also some controversy with the Clippers and Doc Rivers of how they wanted to play the game uh, in the playoffs. And the Clippers actually disagreed with Doc Rivers playing Montrezl Harrell over Zubac in the playoffs. Montrose Harrell's the sixth man of the year. I don't get why you have any conflict, why you're upset about that. I feel like it's, it's a good decision, but Doc was just done. You also have Paul George who cheated on Doc's daughter and with a stripper <laughs> and had a kid with her and like left her. And then <laughs> you're coaching him again. Yeah, I, feel like, little circle, eh? I feel like there's kind of some awkwardness there for a while that they just never really talked about. And there's just tension, and then it just didn't. I don't think it worked well together for with Doc and the Clippers. So him and the Sixers, but there's talks apparently about him wanting to trade Ben Simmons already for that. I would number, love that trade. Like Ben Simmons is a dumpster fire, bro. And pick Lamelo Ball. He's a dumpster fire. I hate Ben Simmons. Yeah. I How could you be in the NBA and not be able to shoot jump shots? Yeah, I don't get that. Like it's, it's it's baffling. That's what it is today. It's all jump shots. That's all it is. Exactly. Like he's in the wrong era. Yeah, but to go to your point about playing Montrezl Harrell over Ibaka Zubac, I totally understand where they're coming from because they were lost to the Nuggets, and you would have saw Montrezl Harrell match up against I don't know Nikola Jokic, Mm -hmm. and Nikola Jokic just thrives on younger or smaller guys. So if you have Ibaka Zubac on Jokic, I think it's a little easier matchup. But it's easy, it's easy enough saying it now because they won. So I mean, who knows what could have happened? Yeah. So, but Doc Rivers, uh, Joel Embiid is loving the uh, new head coach. I hate Joel Embiid. I just, oh, I hate that team. But we haven't heard anything about their former head coach, Brett Brown, joining anywhere. So I wonder if he's done in the head coaching range. Yeah, I haven't, like, heard, like, even the talks with him anywhere. So maybe he is done, and that's the end for him. Um, but also for next year, like we said with the NHL, want to do some bubbles and stuff. The NBA is considering some fans into the arenas pre-vaccine. So having fans able to go into the arena and watch the games for next season – depending on what they do. Do you think that's a good idea? Depends how many fans go, right? If you can easily socially distance, I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, honestly, they just have to be smart about it. Not, 
how the NFL has been doing it, honestly, uh, with that Kansas City Chiefs game. Like, we'll get into that real quick. Well, like, like the first game of the season I'm talking about, like we've talked about that before, and like how they got COVID tests, like positive COVID tests at that game, Houston, Kansas City. I see that happening in the NBA if they don't take precautions, but hopefully they will. And then also from Adam Silver, he says that the 2021 season will be unlikely to be stopped for the Olympics in Tokyo. So That's big. That's huge. What do you think about that? I think, like, if it works out that there'll be a New Year's, around New Year's opening day, or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. It's about six-month season, so you're about, you're going to have the finals in July. So I think it's, I would see it's almost like the World Hockey Championships in hockey, where teams that don't make the playoffs, you see those guys go over overseas and play. I think it could be the same situation for the Olympics in 2021. Yeah, I, I see that happening, too. That's a good comparison, actually. That's very good. Oh, you know, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's true, yeah. I think that's obviously all those teams that make the playoffs, it's not going to be the biggest names, but at least you'll have some NBA You know players. what? Like, even, like, the teams that make the playoffs, you have the big names there anyway, and they don't even play in the Olympics, so I'm going to be missing them. Exactly, exactly. We got now to probably the most talked about sport this week right now is the NFL. Game picks from last week, Jay took a – oh, he took a dookie. He, he took a real big one. He did. 6-8-1. Uh, okay. Malcolm, 10-4-1. Overall, Malcolm took the lead over this week, 32-12-1. And, and myself, still get, still 10 games over 500, 27-17-1. Just, just so Malcolm doesn't pump his tires too quick here, I won the first two weeks, okay? Just chill, just chill out. Just overall, out. Just wait, chill out. No, no. Just, you, the first two weeks? You, I, I'm 2-1 in week and picks. And I'm 2-1. This is the first week I lost. Just but you had to lose it. I've hop had on the bandwagon. Hop off the bandwagon. 10-5 and, okay, and 12-3 okay. and three of the other weeks. Double-digit wins in the other weeks for me, too. So it's not like I'm getting blown out 6-8-1. <laughs> okay, just hold your horses now. Pump the brakes. Right, we got game picks for this week, week four. Starting off with the Indianapolis Colts against the Chicago Bears. Indy favored by two and a half. Chicago going with Nick Foles. Does he carry them to four and oh? No. Do you do you have you seen? I know the Chicago Bears are three and oh. They've had two lucky comebacks. Uh they're lucky. Te- the teams that they played against are combined 0 and 7. I think Indianapolis comes in here. Their D is proving to be something else. Obviously, they only played the Jets last week. Oh, so. yeah. Adam Rank, start everybody who have the Jets. Have you ever played the Jets? Start the defense. Start their defense. But I don't know. Nick Foles could pull something, some magic out. But I feel like Indianapolis takes this one. I think so, too. I think it's no question that Indianapolis yeah. wins. Yeah. Uh, t- Indianapolis, I think the defense last week put up 27 points. Yes, so they they, that oh. propelled them to be number one overall in fantasy. Quite happy with that. Yes. Uh, quite happy as well. <laughs> Next up, New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions. New Orleans need to this win, man. They're favored by four and a half over Detroit. Do they get back on winning their their winning ways? I think so. They lost two straight, right? They've lost two straight so far. They're at one and two, which is a huge surprise to everyone. But And then, yeah, I don't know. I think Detroit, they don't have enough anything. Like In New Orleans, what was it? I saw that New Orleans has only let one team in the past like, couple of seasons – one player to have over 100 yards rushing. That was 2017. Oh, I think it was Perrine, Sam Perrine. 
Um, in 2017, right. he had 117 yards. Since then, they've had no rusher over 100 yards. So I don't see. Well, Kara I mean, like, there's no superstars in the Detroit's rushing game anyway. Exactly. They have AP. They have DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, Carry on Johnson. Yeah. So I don't see them having a big rushing game. So they're going to have to do it through the air. And hopefully, they're healthy enough to do it. But I well, still. Kenny Galladay came back last week. He put over 100 yards in a touchdown. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be a great matchup to see him against Marshawn Lattimore. Watch out for Marvin Jones this week. I think he's going to have a big game, and a lot of more and Galladay are going to be locked up on each other. No Mike Thomas again for the Saints, so you're going to see Alvin Kamara eat up more yards like he has the first three weeks of the season. He is fifth overall in receiving yards as a running back. So he's just unbelievable. He should be MVP if he's carrying it, if he's still going to keep up these numbers. If he's, he's putting up, like like last season where I thought Christian McCaffrey should have been MVP, that Kamara keeps doing this, He's if he doesn't win MVP, it's just rigged. So quick trivia question for you. You know who was the last, last non-quarterback to win MVP? Um, was it... Hmm. I wanted to say Ladalian Tomlinson. It was not Ladalian Tomlinson. But I know. Who was it? 2007. Played for the Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. That was my other guess. He was a running back. Damn. Yeah, but uh, back to game picks. Not having the Saints win. They're going to go to 500. Uh, Detroit's defense is just – But you know what? Shout out Jeff Okuda. First INT in his NFL <laughs> career last week against Arizona, so good for him. Kept that game a lot closer than it should have. Yeah. Next up, Arizona Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina gained their first win of the season last week over the L.A. Chargers, but Arizona is favored by three and a half. Do you, you go with Arizona? I go with Arizona. Like, like, what did I say? No sophomore slump for Kyler Murray. He's going to have a great season. He already is D-hop. D-hop's balling out. Uh, Kenny Drake's playing, like, good for what they're doing. They're more of a pass-heavy or just Kyler Murray run offense. So I feel like they're playing, playing good, and Carolina doesn't have what it takes to match up with them right now. So I'd have Arizona. Yeah, me too. Carolina's defense just sound. I think we'll have no answer for Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins is again, having a great season. Like mm-hmm. anyone thought he would have. And Kyler Murray, I think, is surprising a lot of people in MVP talks. So mm-hmm. Arizona gets going, hopefully gets that division lead. Next, a couple mm-hmm. bottom feeders, Jacksonville versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati coming off a tie last week against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati favored by three. Do you go with the favorite? I go with a favorite here too, and I was debating this one because I wanted to say Jacksonville. They did get blown out, and I by my not blown out, but they lost to Miami, and I thought they maybe want to bounce back this week against Cincinnati. But I feel like Cincinnati desperately needs a win, and Joe Burrow's sick of losing and just not winning after that tie last week with the Eagles. So I have Cincinnati winning this one, but I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Jacksonville wins. You have to defer from the stage there. I think you're going to get DJ Chark back this week for Jacksonville. Not that I've heard that he's not playing or is playing, but I think he's going to come back. Uh, if you have LaVisca Chenault on your fantasy team, pick his ass up. I just he, is up. The Sw- <laughs> he is the Swiss Army knife on that team right now. He does everything. He rushes. He runs the ball. He catches the ball. And I don't see anybody on Cincinnati that will match up with LaVisca Chenault. So I think he's going to have a big, big game against Cincinnati. Same here. Next up, my Cleveland Browns versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by five. They are one and two. Do they get to 500? Dallas, um, worst division in football combined two and nine, or two and, yeah, two and nine. Ugh. I hate uh, the NFCs. But yes, I think uh, Dallas does win against Cleveland. They have a, their offense is just too stacked, man. It's, it's crazy. Like, who was it last week? Cedric Wilson had over 100 yards receiving. When you have Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke, Dak Prescott, I hate them, but they're good. 
I feel like Cleveland's not going to be able to match up even OBJ talking today. Like, I'm not going to have a season where I put up those huge numbers. If he's well, at least not, he knows he, it, right? Like, if you know your role, you're fine. Yeah, but I, if he's they, not I think Cleveland has established team. themselves now. Like, they, ha- they are a run-first team. They are run They first. have an identity. And they haven't had an identity since 2014. So, I mean... Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're going to have to pull some magic like they did in the previous two games, but I see Dallas. Oh, magic? Magic. Some magic. Really? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, Cleveland wins, and I'll tell you why. I think that's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. Like, Dallas has just given up touchdowns. It's just all over. Like, the last two games, I think they gave up 39, and then they gave up five touchdowns against Seattle. So, I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. But Cleveland forced five turnovers against Washington last week. A lot of I know it's it's Washington, just calm it's it's Washington. But they did force five turnovers. So I think Cleveland wins. First time since 2014 they were can over five hundred, baby. Can I just say that the teams that Dallas have played also had good quarterbacks as in Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson. They're playing Perfect. You cut out. So I can't hear you talk about Baker. Thank you. I can't hear you because you're cut out. It's kind of like this is the God speaking, saying Baker Mayfield is here and he's here. It's all you just go. You just cut off. Now you're back. Speak. Speak. What did I say? Where did you hear me laugh? Uh, nothing. I, uh, perfect. You cut out again. No, this is perfect because you know, every time you want to chirp Baker Mayfield, this is like a sign from the God saying, oh, Baker is here. Yes, Baker is a good quarterback. Yes, Baker, you should start Baker in fantasy this week because there's going to be over 30 points of offense this week. It's just, it's a sign, Malcolm. It's a sign. And I know you can't hear me, but this is a sign from above saying that the Browns are here to stay and they're here. There we are. We're back now. So go ahead, speak about Baker. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that you heard me saying Dallas, who they played, right? The three quarterbacks they played. And now they have Baker. You're playing Baker. It's not It's not a quarterback I'm worried about. I feel like you can sack him. He can't. He's too slow on his decisions. It's not going to be Did a – Did you hear anything I just said while you were cut off? No, nothing. Perfect. Uh, next up, Minnesota versus the Houston Texans. Both teams 0-3. Houston favored by three and a half points. I cannot stand Bill O'Brien. If they lose, is he fired? Yes, I hope so, because Bill O'Brien sucks. Why would he ever trade DeAndre Hopkins? But still, I do have Houston winning over Minnesota this week. Even though, like, uh, what's his name? Justin Jefferson had a huge yeah, game last week. Yeah, it was a good, good game for him. Kirk Cousins finally throwing some good passes, but uh, I still have Houston winning this one. Yeah, I think Houston wins too, as much as I want to say it. I think Minnesota, like, they're really underperforming. I think they're tanking for Trevor. They could I do that, Kurt. Not the guy. I don't think he is either. Seattle against Miami. Seattle favored by six and a half points. Miami had, a, I think, a surprising game for a lot of people. How many offensive, like, how many, how good their offense looked. But I guess it's pretty easy how good your offense looks if you're playing Jacksonville. So, exactly. I mean, Miles Gaskin, a lot of people picked him up after his performance last Thursday. Yeah, I, it's it's Miami, though. You have to remember that. And they're not a superstar-filled team. They do have good receiving core. And Parker, Williams, and Gusecki, those guys are pretty talented. And Fitz Magic was really magic last he game. He's undefeated with the post-game interviews, too. Yeah, but there's no doubt Seattle wins this one for me. Yeah, I don't think we have to go into much depth in that one. 
Mm-hmm. Next, the LA Chargers will be up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa's favored by a touchdown. I think that's a little too much, no? I think that's too much, but I still feel like they'll pull off the win. But I feel like we'll be closer. We do have the youngest quarterback and the oldest quarterback playing against each other in the league with Herbert and Brady. I think it'll be a nice close game, but uh, I think Tom Brady takes it out, uh, takes the game over. And wins I think the LA Chargers win. I think their defense is going to swamp Tom Brady. I, the offensive line, I think, is going to have a really tough problem with Melvin Ingram and Joy Bosa crashing the sides. Uh, I think a lot of people are very disappointed with Rob Gronkowski for the first three se- first three games of the season. Had a pretty good, a, a respectable game last week. I mean, six receptions for 40-some yards, so 10 yeah. points of fantasy. You can't complain if you're in PPR. Chris Godwin, I think, is playing this week, or no? Is he no, playing this week? he's not. No? He's out. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a big blow to them, obviously. Yeah, so I think the LA Chargers win, and Tampa goes to 500. Baltimore, coming off their first loss of the season, will be playing against Washington. Baltimore feared by two touchdowns. But Washington will be playing without Chase Young with due to the groin injury. So is it going to be more than or less than 14 points? I say more than 14 points this win for Baltimore. Um, their front seven, like you've always been saying, is really good in Washington. But they did lose their first-round pick, Chase Young, to an injury. So that's going to take a huge hit for them. And Lamar's just going to find a way, I feel like, to be Lamar after taking that L to Patty Mahomes. He really, he's 0-3 against Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs right now in his career. He does not want, he hates that. So I feel like he's going to be angry. He's going to want to win this game big. I think that Monday night game showed a lot about Baltimore's offense. So if you can keep Lamar Jackson in that pocket and force him to throw, they are a beatable team. Yeah. So Washington's front seven maybe can try to do that because they do have some good playmakers on that front seven that we you know Montez Sweat had a nice game against Cleveland at two sacks. I think it's going to be less than 14, but I think Baltimore's going to win. Mm-hmm. Next, New York Giants versus the LA Rams. Rams here by 12 and a half, and the Giants are still looking for their first win of the season. Do they get it here with an upset? I don't think they do it against the Rams. The Rams are looking quite good this season. So far, Jared Goff is like, what, the ninth-ranked fantasy quarterback, which is quite insane when you think about it. Like, I didn't think he was have that good of a season. I picked him up right away when I saw that. But uh, I think that the Rams with Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, those guys are just doing great things when they're healthy. So hopefully they stay healthy. And I don't think it's going to be a hard matchup against the Giants. Yeah, a pass-heavy offense against the New York Giants secondary screams for a huge spread. Uh, this will be the debut for Devonta Freeman for the New York Giants. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. But, yeah, the LA Rams, I think, their pass-heavy offense against that secondary New York is just going to be too easy for them. Yeah. This game, we don't know if it's being played or not. So, can New England, Kansas City, has a lot of talk about if they're going to be playing this game or not, if it's going to be postponed to a later date because Mr. Cam Newton contracting COVID. But I did see off just a little bit now that they're going to be starting Brian Hoyer if they do play on Sunday and put Jared Stidham to the bench. You saw that too, yeah. So if they're preparing to play, I think there'll be a game. I don't know if it's going to be at 425 on Sunday. No, and they're saying Monday, Tuesday that they're going to play a game. Yeah, as long as there's no positive test from tomorrow on, I think there'll be a play, there'll be a game played. But what confuses me is well, I get Tennessee. They've had so many positive tests. And they're still getting positive tests. Yeah, and the Steelers and they're – they have no nothing, but it's their, their yeah. They're playing them. You can't put a punished. team with sixteen people testing positive. I know, obviously, but they're being punished for what another team did. That kind of sucks. But like, what I'm saying is like they've known this for a while, and they're still getting positive tests. If Kansas City, New England gets positive tests tomorrow, there's no way they're going to have to. Pull. I think they're going to have to do the same thing they did with the uh, the Tennessee Pittsburgh game, put it at a later date in the season. 
Yeah, but especially like, the bye weeks around. Yeah, it's kind of like short notice. So, but when we got about the game, who do you think is going to win the game? Let's say it happens. I think Kansas City wins this game. Yeah, there's no way. Come on. Yeah, there's not even a question about that. Surprise! The spread is. I'm sure the spread is going to change once uh, the sports guys know about Cam Newton getting COVID. I'm sure this is going to change from seven to a lot higher. But next, Buffalo Bills versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Buffalo's only favored by three after giving up a lot of points to the LA Rams team and almost losing that game. They almost did. They won it, what, in like the last nine seconds or something? Yeah. I remember I turned off the TV because I thought they were going to lose and I didn't see what happened. But um, I, I feel like you, you're going to say Las Vegas is going to win this game, but I'm saying Buffalo. I think the Bills are going to pull off this win. But I, I, for some reason, I feel like you're going to say Vegas is going to no, win. No, I'm not. You're not? The Bills oh. are winning this one. I asked Henry Ruggs is a question mark for Vegas to see if he plays or not. He was out last week with a hamstring injury. Josh Allen is making some serious conversation starters for an MVP award in his future. Could be this season. But this, this is a really, really good offense. And this the defense is kind of letting them down, honestly. You want really. to know a crazy stab about Josh Allen that I saw? It was in the red zone throughout his career. He has 42 touchdowns and zero turnovers. Is that elite? Mr. Is Efficiency. That, that's elite right there, I think, so. Our Sunday night game this week is the Philadelphia Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers after a lot of people didn't have San Francisco winning, including yours truly last week. They are favored by seven. Do Philly get their first win of the year? Yes. I think Philly does pull off the upset this week, actually. And I hate Philly, trust me. And I don't like Philly that much, but I feel like they will be able to pull off the win. You look at Carson Wentz, though. He's going to have to throw the ball more accurately. He came in through like little dump passes to his running backs. Throws it 10 feet over his head. But uh, George Kittle is also back for Fran San Fran this week. So that's going to be it. And Debo Samuel is back this week. For the He's Saints. starting through. But then we, we, obviously we know Jimmy Garoppolo and Moster are out still. But that well, means. I think Nick Mullins led the league last week at passing yards at 363. Yeah. Really? So I mean, I will have Philadelphia winning as well, I think. There's no question. I yeah. think front seven in Philly, I think, has been laying them down. Fletcher Cox isn't having a very good year, so hopefully he can get it together. But that should be an interesting matchup. Darius Slay against Debo Samuel. Sparking it up. And yeah. you got Monday Nighter, Atlanta, still looking for their first one of the year against Green Bay. They're favored by seven. Does Green Bay stay undefeated? Mm -hmm. Green Bay is going to stay undefeated. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers for MVP this year. He's in the talks, obviously. He's going to stay in the talks, and I think he's going to have his way with Atlanta this week. <laughs> Uh, no Alan Lazard for Green Bay, and we're still waiting to hear about if Devontae Adams is going to play. Yeah, but I'm I, taking the Falcons, man. That offense is just too good to still be without a win. Well, I think they're getting it this week. Well, you saw like your three – they both have receiver issues because you have Devontae Adams and Lazard. Yeah, but the depth in Atlanta is a lot better than the depth at uh, Green Bay. Yeah, because but you don't have – Calvin Ridley doesn't – like all three of them are training, right? Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley and Gage didn't look like they're going to be able to play this week, and Julio will. Obviously, Julio's being Julio, so if you just get the ball to him, make him some plays. But Atlanta think, is winning. Atlanta one is other, winning. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Yeah, I think they are. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, nasty. Yeah. So, we've already touched upon Tennessee. Pittsburgh is going to be postponed to week seven. Two to COVID results in Tennessee. To switch the schedule around, the Ravens now are going to have a week seven bye week. So, Tennessee, like we've said, has 
16 players and staff that have been diagnosed with COVID over the last week. They got to get this under control, bro, because I don't think if, if, there, if there's any possible spread between teams, this season's not going to finish. No, it's not going to finish. Uh, we said Browns beat Washington last week, first time over 500 since 2014. Woohoo! Yeah, yay! <laughs> Woo! Wow. Russell Wilson has been making an MVP conversation after not having any votes in his first nine years in the league. He set an NFL record with 14 touchdown passes through the first three weeks of his season. He has to be MVP with this kind of – if he keeps playing like this, no? Right now he's clear-cut MVP. If he continues to play this way and they keep winning a few – like they only lose like a handful of games, he has to win MVP. Yeah. Or, last minute, and some last-minute injury talks. Yeah. Like you said, Chris Godwin's going to be missing this week as well. He might miss another one with the hamstring. Pulled hamstring. Mm-hmm. Jets running back Le'Veon Bell to return in week five. They desperately need help on that offense, man. Like we saw, I think Sam Darnold, I think is a lot better than a lot of people think. Yeah, After his 46-yard touchdown <laughs> run over, I don't know how he got, like, it's, he's, I don't understand how that happened. He's nasty but, with it, though. Looked like a running back. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision for Atlanta, uh, Arizona. And we've touched on San Francisco. Debo is playing and George Kittle will be playing. Patrick Mahomes has became the fastest quarterback in NFL history to reach 10,000 passing yards. He's the best. Passing Kurt Warner, nonetheless. Not a bad He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders have investigating, ever being investigated after players who have, were seen without masks at an indoor charity event. Vegas, man, they do whatever they want. Like we said, Vegas everywhere. Just do it. John Gruden said, though, I also saw that. He was saying, yeah, they know what they did. They know what the mistakes were. They're not going to do it again, basically. Like, it's a little slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baltimore's locked down their all-pro cornerback Marlon Humphrey to a five-year contract extension worth just under $100 million at 98.75. Ridiculous. He's the second-highest-paid second, second highest paid cornerback just behind Jalen Ramsey. He deserves it, man, because he is a – when you look up the definition of lockdown cornerback, Marlon Humphrey's name should be right beside the picture in the dictionary. <laughs> the best one-two combo in the league. Him and Marcus Peters. Yeah, their defense. Like, we talk about how good their offense is, but their defense is really, really good, too. Not so. to mention Calais Campbell on that front exactly. side. Yeah. The NFL Referees Union and wants the NFL to take action for Ravens coach John Harbaugh, lowering his face covering. I'm, I'm sure you know more about this than myself. Like, like, when they're going up, like, let's say there's a bad call, right, and the coaches want to go talk to the refs, there's, like, pictures, videos of – refs keeping their mask on but the coaches are going up to them lowering their mask and like screaming in their faces just spinning at them basically and it's just that's the, what's the point of wearing the mask then there's no point just don't even wear it get your fine and move on with your life and it's but, not a cheap fine too exactly so just keep it on i guess but the refs i guess are getting concerned and they don't want to catch covid too just like anyone else mm-hmm. or any other players or coaches that really care about it so you got to think like i don't i always see it too like they're always lowering it, like when they need to talk and stuff or speaking to the mic, like you can still speak with your mask on. I know it's harder to lead. Or do the Andy Reid special with the visor. Yeah, the visor, the, that huge visor. Who had it in the Broncos Jets case? Vic Vangio. Yeah, Vic Vangio had it too. I think that's, that's better than nothing. So. Mm-hmm. Biggest news to come off Saturday with football is obviously Cam Newton contracting COVID. So their game against the Chiefs, like we said, scheduled for 425 on Sunday, is, I think is expected to be delayed. Yeah. 
Uh, there's no surprise. Like you go on, uh, no one else catching COVID. So I like I think we'll see a doubleheader Monday if no other positive tests come in tomorrow, Sunday, or Monday. Hopefully, stay safe, guys. Like just wear just wear a mask. Just wear a mask. It's not that hard. Six feet apart. Like I'm not. You know what? Walking around, I'm not surprised. It's still here. I'm not. I no, it's not at all. No. It's going. I'm not surprised. There's no. You walk outside and no one's wearing masks. It's, 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 it, I'm not surprised. I'm not. Or you just see like bunches of kids who you know are in like their same bubble or whatever just together. Yeah, I'm not around. surprised. Like everyone's like, it's oh my God, I'm so like, why is this happening? Just go outside and look. Like open your eyes. Like it's, it's, it's not just, a mystery. You know what it is though? It's just becoming like normalized to it. Like people don't, they just like, oh, well, that's what it is. So it's just going to happen and we can't do anything about it. Like, and they just normalized it. So it was whatever. Like, that's what, that's what their mindset is right now. But you got to move on. You got to do better. You got to think about others too. Just wear a mask. It's quite simple. Um, but that finishes off for the NFL. And that was a lot of news. Like we usually have every week, a lot of NFL news. But some interesting MLB news this week for baseball. First off, my Boston Red Sox. Uh, Ranky won't return as the Red Sox manager. Uh, finished 23 and 36 as only season uh, in the only season as manager. So obviously with the bubble too, it wasn't a great season, but even before that, what assets do they really have after losing sure. Mookie? It is new is going to go downhill. <laughs> but um, also there's a lot of playoff scores to happen in the first round uh, with how many teams make it? Eight teams per. Eight teams uh, per NL and AL. Yeah. So we have a lot of scores here to mention. Uh, first off, the Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays lose 2 nothing quickly to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays, always good, very good. So, okay, well, before you go anywhere, Chica needs to rant. Okay, yeah, Charlie Montoya was an idiot, an absolute idiot. Game one, you start Matt Shoemaker, who isn't your ace, first of all. You should, like, who doesn't start your ace in game one of a series, first of all? <laughs> Second of all. He's got, he gets pulled in the third inning, pitching 37 pitches and only two hits. What are you thinking? Like, what does that say about the confidence you have in your starter that you can't go an extra two innings? Yeah. And then the next inning, oh, guess what? They give up a triple and a wild pitch, and it's one nothing. Oh, wow, good for you. Yeah, woohoo! And then game two, your ace, your ace gives up seven runs in the first two innings. How do you come back from that? You can't come back from like, that. Like, it's it's pathetic. It, it's it's pathetic. Yeah. And you have to like after game one, giving like pulling your starter three innings in, you're gonna tax your bullpen, and then you there's so much more pressure added on now to Hunch and Ryu, your ace, to go deep into a game because your bullpen is taxed. It's a recipe for disaster. A recipe for disaster. Jay's gotta find a starting a good starting pitcher for the start of next year. And a legitimate third baseman, because they they're flip flopping between third baseman every other day in Toronto. If it's Kevin Biggio, if it's Travis Shaw, if it's Jonathan VR, you need to get us an MLB caliber third baseman, and then we can talk about winning a game in the playoffs. But this team definitely overachieved to make the playoffs. First of all, there, there's Jay's daily rant right there. You like, hear more of so that. So much better, man. They could have done so much better against Tampa Bay. They could have. They could have put it to three games at least, but they didn't. Um, the Houston Astros, they found a way to beat the Minnesota Twins. The Twins have now lost 18 straight playoff losses. We're talking about playoff losses as well. 
team that didn't make the playoffs, the Seattle Mariners, 19 straight years without making the playoffs. Um, that's the longest in professional North American professional sport. It's right now the second being the Cleveland Browns with 17 years. Just oh. going to throw that out there because yeah, Jay- do that. But yeah, the Twins losing 18 straight playoff games is the longest streak in North American pro sports right now ever. That's crazy. Last time I think they won a game was the game one of the 2004 ALDS. Was yeah, the last I think time they won a game. Yeah. How are you? Been quite a while, but talk about Cleveland too. The Yankees beat Cleveland two nothing. Feel like that was just what Shane Bieber. What what happened with him in that series, bro? Yeah, just got blow blown out the door. But first playoff star, I'm sure there were a lot of nerves, but you can't be nervous against the Judge and Giancarlo and DJ LeMahieu playing out of his mind. I like DJ LeMahieu should be an MVP. Really? Yeah, batting over he batted over 360 this year. That's fun. Unbelievable. But Josh Naylor, shout out to uh, Mississauga, Ontario's Josh Naylor. Had, a, had himself a series, Malcolm. I think he batted over 600 against the Yankees, wow. no less. Garrett Cole pitching game one, taxed Garrett Cole, and then taxed Tanaka for a homer. So he's playing some serious baseball. But, yeah, 10-9 game two. I don't know how – they had the lead and blown it, blew it in the ninth. Yeah. This is uh, the Yankees being the Yankees found a way to win. Uh, the Oakland Athletics, you love your money ball team, beat the Chicago White Sox two to one. So they're going to be moving on. I love the White Sox, man. I wish they would have won. They have, they have a good team. Like Jose yeah, Abreu, like- Tim Anderson is playing out of his mind. Uh, that Robert guy had a 487 yard of dinger in game three to take the lead against the, the Athletics. But there, I think, if I'm sure you know the name Fernando Tatis, no? Yeah, mm-hmm. came from the White Sox, traded for James Shields. Could you imagine really? what Tatis would be on this team? Ugh. Wow. I, I, I think know I threw that. it in my mouth because it would be disgusting. <laughs> Moving on, we'd have the Atlanta Braves and the Cincinnati Reds playing against each other. The Braves swapped them 2 nothing. It's the Reds' first team, uh, the first team to go scoreless in two plus or two plus playoff games. So they didn't even get a run. Nothing. And, I mean, their, Trevor Bauer pitched game one. You know how weird Trevor Bauer is. He went seven and two-thirds of no, scoreless ball. Like, I don't know what else you want from a starting pitcher. Yeah. But they just can't, they can't get the runs. They couldn't get the runs to back him up with because they really don't have much weapons. Eugenio Suarez, uh, Joey Votto. Yeah, they don't have a lot of offense. Uh, Mike Moustakas is on this team. He didn't play. Like, none of them really showed up to play. But this is the Braves' first series win in a long time, I think since 2004 as well. <laughs> but – Nice to see them move on. They have some nice players. Freddie Freeman, Canadian, walk off in game one. So hopefully they go far. I like the Braves. Yeah. And then you have the Dodgers. Being the Dodgers, they've been just always winning. They beat the Brewers 2-0. They swept them. Kershaw goes eight strong with 13 strikeouts in game two. That's very and we all know about his criticisms of Peyton Kershaw. He, he, him being able to not pitch in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he found a lot of people with this performance in game two. Yeah, so he's going to have to keep it up for the next the next series. And uh, then we have, like you already mentioned, Tatis Jr. and the Padres beat the Cardinals 2-1 to one, uh, yesterday. It's the first their first series win since 1998. In that year, they also made the World Series. So does it happen again? Um, who knows? We'll get into that a bit after. Tatis, man, game two, back against the wall, shows up big time. Two homers and biggest an epic bat. bat flip. Biggest bat flip I've ever seen. That was nice. Joey Bats in my yeah. ring best <laughs> And then the Miami Marlins beat the Chicago Cubs. Shocking the world, bro. Who not? Shocking the world. 
But they're seven and zero in playoff series. Do they go all the way again this no, year? Absolutely not. There's no, I, there's no chance they are going all the way because they're going to guess who they play next? The Do- No, they're not playing the Dodgers. Who are they playing? They're playing Atlanta. So not maybe. maybe. They might get to the C in the championship series. Who do you think? But this is my question. Who do you think you're going to see in the World Series this year? Oh, thanks for putting me on the fucking spot. Um, I would see. I don't want to say the Yankees because I just hate the Yankees. I think it's going to be. Ugh, the Tampa Bay Rays against the Dodgers. Oh, the Dodgers. Wow. I like the Rays too, but I think Padres. I think Teddy's Jr. brings them all the way. Pitching is a question mark. Yeah, that's true. And then also for these upcoming playoffs, there's actually going to be limited ticket sales for the NLCS and the World Series in Texas in the bowls. So, I don't know. Are we going to have a lot of fans? Obviously, it's limited. But I heard it was 10,000 fans are allowing it. 10,000? Okay, that's not a whole lot then, considering the size of the stadium. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous, too. Mm-hmm. Last week, or this week, I should say, soccer, Champions League groups were named, and I believe they start the week of October 20th, so it's just around the corner. Group A consists of Bayern Munich, the defending champions, Atletico Madrid, FC Salzburg, Lokomotiv Moscow. I think, obviously, I think non-soccer fans would know these two names that pop off the screen. Bayern Atletico move on. No? Yes. Thank you. Group B, Spanish superpower Real Madrid, Turkish side Shakhtar Donetsk, Italian side Inter Milan, and German Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> Real Madrid obviously is going to get by, but I think that's going to be a good one-two match to, for the second spot with Shakhtar and Inter Milan. I love Inter Milan. Your boy Antonio Conte manages that team. If you want to know, like he's probably the most eccentric manager in all of, all of soccer. Just look him up for like five minutes. Antonio Conte celebrations will make your day. <laughs> Group C, Pol- Pol- Portuguese side FC Porto, Man City, Manchester City, Olympiacos, and French side Marseille. Marseille. It's a good group. I don't know if it's a group of death, per se, but Man City obviously gets through. But it's going to be a good fight for second. Marseille, FC Porto, Olympiacos are all good teams. Yeah, I think it's going to be close for second there, honestly. Group D, Liverpool should be Champions League winners every year. They're just stacked. German, <laughs> or Dutch side, Ajax, lose a, lost a lot of players, like they usually do, but they just, they're always here. Uh, Atalanta surprised a lot of people last year making it to the semifinals of the Champions League. And I'm going to try my best on this one. FC Maitalan. I will say that's going to be about right. I apologize to whoever, whatever team's after I don't know. But yeah. Liverpool, I guess, I think will win the group. But it's going to be a good yeah. battle for second between Ajax and Atalanta. I like I, I like Ajax. But that's just me. Group E, Sevilla, Spanish side. Chelsea, who are surprising a lot of people with all the signings they have. Krasnodar and FC Rennes. Uh, I like Chelsea and Sevilla. Chelsea, I think, wins the group. Group F, FC Zenit, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio, and Club Bruges. Good, all good teams again. Yeah. I think Dortmund wins, and Lazio finishes second. Group G, a lot of a lot of non-soccer fans are real hyped about Group G. Juventus, mm-hmm. Barcelona, so you're going to see two matchups between Ronaldo and Messi. How are you? Dynamo Kiev, and Veren Sivaros. I will say that's right, but... Juve, Barcelona are definitely going to go through. And the last group, Group H, I think is the group of death. BS, PSG made the finals last year. Manchester United, RB Leipzig made the semifinals. And Bashikir 
Sure. Man United sucks. What are you they about? do. A lot of Manchester United fans, oh, we should have got Sancho. Blah, blah, blah. Well, we all know about Jaden Sancho on this podcast because we seem to talk about it every week since Manchester Windows was now closed. Yeah. But yeah, Manchester United is just in the, they're a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Absolute uh, dumpster fire. I'll give you some context in my sports, uh, advanced sport finance class. So, what we got to do, you're assigned like a focal company and you got like just a random company. Mine is Manchester United. Oh, and you, perfect. You got to go play around with the stocks with like the other companies in your company. And I like, and then there's like this fake stock thing where you go invest in certain companies and see what you do. I, my focal companies, Man United, I haven't even invested in them. I don't trust them because they're not good. I don't see them making a lot of money because they're not good. And obviously because of COVID, they're Manchester not going to Manchester United any- is going to make a lot of money, bro. Like there's a lot of fans, but they're not going to be making it with the team they have on their squad right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you know what? There is some upside to Manchester United. There's a lot of young players. Really, Manchester United is not known for bringing up young players and making them stars. They're kind of mm-hmm. like the New York Yankees of soccer. Like to buy their mm-hmm. team every year. Mason Greenwood's a fucking stud. Mason Greenwood is unbelievable. He's be playing every day. I don't know why he's not. He's unbelievable. He's be playing all the time. And they need to sell Paul, Paul, Paul Pogba. He needs to go. Yeah, Pogba is old. He's, he's His agent kid. right now is just toxic, toxic to the success of Manchester United. And they got. I think they sold David De Gea. And they need to sell him too. They have De Gea still too. Oh, my gosh. But a lot of video game fans, soccer, FIFA 21 coming out Saturday. Cross, uh, I believe it's co-op, ultimate team. Really excited really? for that one. Oh, yeah. Whoa, okay. I might have to call Yeah, you might have one. to buy it. Mm-hmm. You might have, I have to. Have to be, I'll be grinding some. But what <laughs> some else are you going to be doing in the winter, Malcolm? Not much. Video games in school. Mm-hmm. Um, some miscellaneous, some other sports that we don't fit the categories of the top four uh, in the North America. So for some college sport news, we have 25 Notre Dame players actually remain in isolation right now due to none, what else? COVID-19. Um, or it was just toe jam injuries or bloody noses. Oh, really? I kind of, you kind of see that one coming with all the football leagues starting up again in college. Um, it was just inevitable. So all these players doing that, I don't know. I, if the NFL is not even going to happen, it's just a matter of time before college sports just stop too. We, yeah, there are fans at the Florida game today. Yeah, we, we've done it here in Canada, all or in Ontario. Like all the OUA sports canceled till the end of the yeah, yeah, like listening to the listening to news, like you see how Ontario is like it's basically locked down right now. Mm-hmm, again, and we only have what six hundred some cases. Seven hundred. Not cases. saying that that's a small number by any stretch of the word, mm-hmm, but, but you compared, see, like the states, yeah, compared to everywhere else, it's not too bad. Quebec has a thousand right now. We're taking we're taking it more seriously than other people are. Yeah, exactly. And it's only a matter of time until, because there's not, there's still dumb people here too, but it's only a matter of time before we reach a thousand, like mid-October they're saying here. Yeah, but and, that's what's supposed to peak, which I really don't agree with at all, because you have to go through flu season. I'm saying, that's what happens. But, I but feel you like, know what? I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm not a medical expert. So what do I know? We're not the government officials here. We're just some podcasters. Um, it could be. Give me yeah. the designation. Uh, superstar. Serena Williams, she pulled out of the French Open that I've been watching all this morning, honestly, since like 4 a.m. Due to the Achilles injury, due to an Achilles injury, and likely won't play again in 2020. So she's done for this calendar year as well. Hey, you see Jeannie Bouchard making a run, kind of, sort of? Third round she went to. Man. French Open. She kind of, she, oh. Longest she's been, longest she's been in a major since 2017 Aussie Open. Yeah. yeah. Like, it feels like, 
end doesn't feel that long or that she was dominating, but it really was. Like, like she was in the Wimbledon final. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't feel that long ago, but I guess it really was. It really was. Well, uh, I, I want to see her succeed and along with the other Canadian uh, tennis players. Another game for Milos. Milos, yeah, Milos is the one standing right now because uh, no, no one stands. It's Layla Annie Fernandez is the only one standing. Is he? Because I saw Shepdolf lost for sure, and yes. then Felix lost. Milos shouldn't well. play. Yeah, he's done injuries. And he's kind of the story of his career. Yeah, he's just a huge guy, killing his shoulder with his massive serves. I know. Yeah. Um, some fighting news: Dana White offers McGregor and Poirier a UFC fight. How much do you want to see this fight? Not really, man. McGregor's really? washed up, bro. McGregor is. Yeah. I'm more excited to see McGregor Pacquiao to tell you the truth. Yeah, honestly, to see that boxing match and Pacquiao donate all his. Earnings. Yeah, Dustin Poirier is just gonna maul the crap out of McGregor. There's no way. I don't think just like come on. Yeah. But last week at the UFC 254, Izzy Adesanya dominating again against Paulo Costa. How are you? <laughs> he needs to move the weight class, man, because there's no other competition in light heavy or middleweight for him at all. He has to move he up. All everybody. Just dominate. Yeah. Just yeah. dominate. Um, some news from The Rock, Dwayne Johnson himself, who, who recently bought the XFL. Uh, the whole league, not just a team, as a lot of people actually thought it was just a team he bought. He bought the whole league. And he well, said it's. Okay, go ahead. Well, he said it's going to return in spring 2022. What did you want to say? Okay, so he bought the bought the whole league for $15 million. Mm-hmm. Let's say you win Lotto Max, just hypothetically, right? <laughs> I think Jackpot's $65 million Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Do you buy the XFL? You could buy the XFL. <laughs> you could go, hey, Dwayne Johnson, can I buy yeah, the XFL? Yeah, I want it. For like See you later. $20 million. <laughs> like, so you could buy the XFL if you win a lottery. Yeah. Take that in. That's how it make a lot of money. Or lose make- a lot of money. Yeah. But 2022, The Rock probably has a good plan. for. He wants to, to see it succeed, obviously, if he bought it. So he's going to have a good plan in place for it. And hopefully it does. Su- I'd love to see it succeed again and be like a household type of league. And then some more college news we see here. Uh, the Pac-12 conference is to resume with a six-game schedule starting on November 7th. So in a month, we might be seeing mm-hmm. Yeah, college football, the college football playoff rankings are going to start on the 24th of November. Okay. Just, I think you have those games to be played to have everybody really count towards the rankings because they're pretty skewed right now with SEC and Big 12 really leading the top 25 because I think Florida's ranked third in the country right now. Really? Holy crap. So, they're pretty skewed because none of the good teams are far. Most of the good teams are playing, but a lot of them are, like that you really used to be seeing in the top 25 haven't been playing. Like, yeah, you know, just the Ohio State Buckeyes, just, just to name the team off the top of my head, you know. Uh, but, big game tonight in college football, Auburn, Georgia. Going to be hyped for that one. That's a big game. But, Tuesday, we got trivia part three. So I know a lot of people have been talking about what happened on Tuesday. Oh, the past videos. Oh, um, no. I don't know. I don't know. Some controversy. Uh, you never know. But <laughs> we'll settle the score. Game or trivia match number three, WWE Will Orts coming back on. Hopefully, we'll be as close as it was last week. So hopefully, we'll, won't keep you waiting too long. And hopefully, I can finally win. Like, seriously. Fuck. But yeah, Tuesday, WWE Trivia, me versus Will Ord. Stay tuned for that. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. It's Jacob. I'm cold.